0: Welcome to another edition of Glover's Update. Blow, shoots up through the stony ground. There's no room. For all the latest news from Hewish Park. In this town, you're out of luck. Including the manager's press conference and all the post-match interviews. The Lovers Update, for all the latest news on the Oval Town.
1: Someone you can lend a hand in return for grace. So beautiful.
0: And on this edition of Glover's Update, we've got Father and Son in the shape of Mark Cooper and Charlie Cooper. And we're gonna start with Charlie Cooper.
2: Big start off my light, mate. You've
0: been watching any of the darts this
2: week? Yeah, I did. I watched it last night. I watched the semi-finals as well. I'm not uh, I'm not a big, big darts fan, but mm. last night, um, yeah, it was class obviously watching uh the young lad that Luke Little and he's he's done brilliant and uh, yeah it was good fun and uh, I wanted him to win but obviously a young lad so he's got loads of time to go and win uh, go and win a lot of a lot of trophies.
1: What were you up to when you were sixteen?
2: <sighs> For now, <laughs> um, yeah, not a lot, not anything like that. Uh, just probably in the academy uh, back home in Birmingham and just uh, just come out of school and that. So um, yeah, nothing like that.
1: Do you, I, mean, I don't know if you and the lads ever discussed it, but would you have an entrance music that you'd do? If you, if you were a dance player, would you have
2: one? Yeah, uh, off the top of my head, I don't know what what I'd have. That's a good question. i um, will have to have a little think, but yeah, I'll try and, uh, try and ask a few of the lads tomorrow. Whatever. We'll come back to it at the yeah, end and see if yeah. you
1: thought one. Um, Looking ahead, this Saturday, another Somerset Derby to look forward to. Bath, it's going to be a big challenge. It was such a tight game over at their place, wasn't it?
2: Yeah it was, a tough team, Bath, um, they're doing well obviously and uh, so are we and it's just another good game to play in like so many of them have been this year, uh, big crowds and um, supporters being being loud and uh, it's been great to play in them sort of games so I'm looking forward to it. Remember Twerton was packed out for that match last time out and you guys managed to get the win fairly late on on that day, how tough a game physically was it? Yeah, it was a tough game. Uh, they make it. They make it tough. Uh, they're a tough, tough opposition to play against. Uh, very well organised, and uh, we found it hard on that night to break them down. But we um, we managed to do it in the end and score a score a late winner. And um, obviously, yeah, bring them back to our place and <coughs> hopefully we can pick up another three points. Obviously, the New Year's game
1: was called. New Year's Eve game against Taunton was called off. So you've actually probably had the longest break so far this season in terms of not having a match. Has that made any difference? Do you feel a bit more relaxed? It's given the bones a bit more time to rest up?
2: Uh, yeah, of course. Obviously, it's, it's nice to have a break sometimes. Um, so, yeah, we've had a... I don't know how long it is now, but a longer break than usual uh, after a busy sort of Christmas period. Uh, so, it's, I guess it's good and we can go into the Bath game really fresh and, um, like I said, yeah, hopefully get the win there.
1: We're in the January period now where there's going to be a few comings and goings in terms of transfers. Is that something you talk about amongst the players, of who's being mentioned and, and that sort of thing? And What type of impact does it have?
2: Uh, no, in the in the changing room we don't really talk about it. I think everyone just gets on with training and uh, all the games coming up. Um, obviously that's part and parcel of football people come and go. So, um, yeah, I don't know if we're, obviously if anyone's coming in or if anyone's leaving, but... Uh, we've got a good group uh so yeah, just long way that continue
1: and how important is it now that you've you've made a gap at the top? How important is it now to keep that gap and have that cushion to second place?
2: yeah, obviously very important um I think obviously it's it feels more comfortable going into each game knowing you've got a bit of a gap uh but you can't really can't really have that too much in your mind It's just the next next game, one at a time, and uh keep trying to keep trying to increase that gap and add as many free points as we can hey.
0: um, First of all, I, I asked you just point me off off camera you know, if somebody said to you at the start of the season you'd be where you are today are you, would you have believed them? Do you, do you think you've overachieved or underachieved?
2: It's a difficult one because obviously everyone thinks we should be where we are probably um, but it's not as easy as that. I think every game we've played in has been a tough game. So yeah, uh, I think it's credit to the club, the staff, the players that we're uh, at the top of the table by what seven, eight points, whatever it is. And um, yeah, long way that continue, and we keep just pushing on. Really,
0: has this break? I mean, whilst it's been beneficial to your body and and your mind, I guess as well, um, is it a bit of an interruption? You know, when you're into of a flow of possibly one or two games a week, and suddenly you've got a whole. I don't know, a week, ten days, whatever it's been. Has that made
2: a difference, do you think? Yeah, of course. When you're in the flow, you want to keep, obviously, keep going. And, yeah, we've had a few days to recover, but I don't think you can think too much into it. It's just, obviously, we've been out on the training pitch and um, just keep the, keep the momentum. And I think we'll just pick up where we sort of left off, hopefully. Yeah.
0: And does the, the weather, I mean, it's sort of... It, the ground's pretty heavy to play on is it does it make a big difference to your
2: legs after a game? To be fair the pitch at home especially has been good. Uh, we haven't played on too many bad pitches. Uh, it's obviously a bit of a change like with uh, uh, quite a few plastic pitches and stuff like that and then obviously now the heavy ground so it's just take a little bit getting used to but I don't think it's really affected us too much.
0: Referring to the darts, I would have thought you could have taken that uh, simply the best Tina Turner for a start, okay, <laughs> just to sort of mesmerise them a bit when you come on. But I mean, some of them get, it's been fantastic. I, I used to play darts when I was, when I could see probably more than anything else, but when you see the number of 180s going in, that's was phenomenal, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it was. Like I said, I've not really watched too much of it before, but I think now I'll start to have a bit more of an interest in it, especially after last night and stuff like that. I might even start playing myself, to be fair. Or when I have a a kid, I might... uh, Get them to start playing because it might be a bit easier than trying to get them to play football. So, I <laughs> might just sit at the pub, have a few pints, and get them throwing throw darts.
0: Sounds like a plan, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck against Bath anyway. Make sure you keep that, that gap at the top, and uh, we'll all be
2: happy. Thank you, cheers. That'll be that. Right,
1: Mark, starts off because I asked Charlie the same question. Did you watch any of the darts? I didn't. didn't.
3: No, not a big fan. Not
1: a bit, that's fair enough.
3: I, I don't think really. it's a sport, I think it's a pastime. That's fair enough. That's controversial or not, I don't know. But I've heard about the guy. I did see some of the, not the the final, but I've seen some of the bits. Um, I wish I had had that much facial hair at (laughs) sixteen. Well,
1: it's more of an angle into me asking you. What do you remember
3: what you were doing at sixteen? Just playing football, I think. It was, uh, yeah, I was um, schoolboy probably at Bristol City then or Watford back then. But yeah. Yeah, fair play to him.
1: Would you?
3: What would your entrance song be if you were a dance player? Uh, Has to be Super Cooper, won't it? <laughs> the song that they sing. That's uh, not had many songs sung about me, you know, as a manager. Usually, not, not very nice words in it. Say, so, yeah.
1: Not broadcast No, no there you go. Much. We've got Super Cooper. Yeah, right? there you go. Um, let's start straight on the transfers then. Dylan Morgan announced. Good addition to the squad. Obviously,
3: he's coming over from Taunton. He knows the league well. Why did you decide to go for him? I think uh, when you're recruiting, you're trying to add value. You're trying to add, or you're trying to make the group better, long term as well. Dylan scored really high on our uh, data metrics that we use that we've devised, and <clears throat> our analyst Sam Curry, very, very good. Um, and we have some specific metrics that are specific to the way we play and Dylan scored really highly on them and you know we have a database of players that we score and look at that are constantly changing and he was up there with Jordan Young and Jordan Thomas at Bath on the, on the data so when we had a chance to act on it and with the trouble that Taunton have had it was, it was something that was, we were always going to try and make happen
1: Is a large part of that about work rate for you Given the amount
3: of running that your players do, well, the, the players that in playing those positions, we have a real clear uh, identity of how we play, and the, the three players behind the front player have a license to go and really create and enjoy themselves. And you know, the only caveat to that is when we lose the ball, they have to sprint ten yards back in alongside the midfield players, the two wider ones. Whoever ends up in the wide areas, have to sprint back in for ten yards. That's it. Um, but they have real license to go and create. When we have, when we build our possession, they have real license to go and drift about and get really good positions. And um, that's what Dylan does. He, he drifts into good positions. He can go past people, uh, and he can score.
1: I'm guessing he was someone on your radar even before the Jay Folston signing, that.
3: Yeah, like I said on our on our metrics and our data, he's really really high and. Um, And that's what we look at for for those positions. Of course, those metrics would be different for full-backs or midfield players. But uh, he scored really high on those. Can you go
1: into the squad for Saturday
3: then? I believe he can, yeah.
1: And looking elsewhere, obviously there's a bit of movement going on with the loan market. Um, Malachi's now moved out to Taunton and gone to Wainville. What was the thinking behind that decision?
3: Just to keep him playing games. Obviously, we have a real competitive front line. And... um, Surprising Mal didn't get more game time than he did at Taunton with their struggles. But um, yeah, I think it's good that he's continuing and I think he'll get more game time and it'll do him good and um, hopefully he does really well.
1: In terms of the outgoings, incoming, should we expect more at U.S. Park in the next few weeks then?
3: I don't think we're in a position where we need, need to do loads. I think we've got a real settled squad. We've got a small squad. Um, we've got some players that obviously Jordan Stevens is injured we're hoping to see him back uh, 27th of Jan he's penciled in to start backing with the group so not that long um, Sendles White's back now um, and then you know we have Scott Pollock who was signed in the previous regime on data but different data and um, yeah, so Scott is uh, doing some training, and um, I'm not sure how long it'll be probably another uh, two weeks before his match fit. And then we'll be looking for f- some opportunities for him to go and play some games.
1: In terms of a break in play for you guys, not playing since boxing days, probably just the longest period you've had off since the start of the season, is it come at a beneficial time, or were you, were you quite keen to get the game out of the way on New Year's Eve?
3: We'd love to have played. Of course, we always want to play, but we can't, we can't help the state of Taunton's pitch or the, the amount of rain we've had. The, the problem we've had is, you know, making sure we've got somewhere to, to get on the grass, which has been difficult. We managed to do that today. Um, and it's enabled us to have um, a little bit of a freshen up um, get some good work into the players. And we have two games in a short space and then we get another 10-11 day, br- day break. So uh, we want to really attack the two games that are coming up.
1: Let's talk about Bath then. Last time our 1-0 win fairly late in the day, that was a very, very close game at Twerton. What are you expecting when they come to Hewish?
3: Yeah, they were they were good in the previous game. And, and like, like I say, when I go and watch teams play, it's like night and day when they play against us. There's a, of course, natural, there's an additive incentive when you play, when you come here and play or when you play and when we have twelve, thirteen, hundred 1,300 people behind the goal and the atmosphere is totally different, it raises the opposition players' um, performance. And, and that's what we've had to deal with all season and that's part of being a big club. We have to deal with that first before we deal with their, their undoubted quality as well in Bath's team. So... They will get lift from the crowd Saturday, but we we have to we have to match that and, and play our stuff. Um, I went to watch them play on New Year's Day against Chippenham, a tight game. Not a lot happened. Um, <clears throat> they got seven points over the festive period out of nine, so they're in a good position. I'm sure it'll be a, a good game. We know what they bring. Um, they got good attacking wide players, forwards. If we play like we can, then we're a match for anyone.
1: The well, Somerset element certainly adds a little bit to the occasion, certainly most of the fans anyway.
3: Yeah, obviously the, the manager, Gerry, doing a great job at Bath. They, they, he played here as well, didn't he? So, uh, yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of rivalry in, that, in this game. And, um, but listen, at three o'clock, it's 11 v 11.
1: How important is it that you maintain that gap? that cushion that you
3: built at the top of the league now? Well, I think it's everybody else that's getting up about the gap. We, we might get four games called off and somebody else might play and they might catch us, but we can't do anything about that. All we can do is play the game that's in front of, in front of us and we play that game and then worry about what else happens after that. All we know is that we're in a good moment, uh, we're calm. We're looking forward to every game, and if, if we keep playing like we are, then we will win some games of football, and there'll be some games that we play really well in and get some bad luck or a bad decision. We can't, we can't do anything about that. We just have to try and get some out of the game. But our last few games, we've looked really strong and powerful and deserve to win. Hey, um, Put yourself
0: in Gary, uh, Gary. Jerry Gill's place. Would you be coming here looking for a draw or would you be coming to win? Bearing in mind, you know, league positions and yeah. conditions out there on the pitch as well.
3: I don't know. I think I think Jerry's, you know, he's showed that he's an astute tactician and they might try something different. To, if they watched our last game here against Taunton in the first half, they might try something different. Um, I think... I think we're all at the same level for a reason. I don't think they'll come and play for a draw. I think they'll be, want to stay in the game. Um, but again, it might be a bad decision early on and goes against us. But we have to play for 90-odd minutes and, and see what that brings. But I'm sure Bath will fancy their chances after the last game and come and have a go at it. Looking at, at
0: the position of the team now, um, halfway roughly through the season, I guess it is, would, would, you know, are, you, are you satisfied with that position or... Do you feel that you've underachieved
3: or overachieved? Are you satisfied with it? I am, yeah. Well, I think we're averaging two point two something game uh, points per game. If you do that, you get over a hundred points. I'm not sure there's loads more over a forty six game season you can do than win that many games and get that many points. Um, there's going to be bumps along the way. Always is in any season. Man City went, I don't know, five lost four, five on the trot. Uh, every team is going to have we had a sticky patch but that meant we'd lost one in 17 so you have to have context one league game you have to have context to to it and we have to remain calm <clears throat> uh, we've given good entertainment and I think we'll continue to do so
0: You've been reasonably lucky injury wise you haven't had any major um, absentees for a long time are you, you pleased with that aspect of the game?
3: Yeah, I'm pleased with the staff, the the way that we monitor the training load and the data and and to make sure that our our data shows that we're resting players at the right time or pushing them at the right time and um, doing enough training, not too much, not too little. Uh, So, yeah, we have our, our data that shows where we need to be. And we've, I think, fair play to the staff They've they've managed that really well.
0: And now you know we've got the the run in, as it were. I mean, it's a fairly long run in, obviously. But uh, you're not going to change anything, I'm sure. You're going to keep just going for that two and a half points and and hopefully maintain that. Of course, hundred points. I mean, that would be fantastic.
3: Yeah, 66 points to play for.
0: Mm.
3: You know, so we want to get as many of them as we can. We fully respect every team in this league because they all they all have different unique challenges. But we have to make sure that. Listen, all we can do is prepare the team and make sure they're right, ready for that game, uh, for the whistle at three o'clock. And we have, we have a clear identity of how we play, and we have to keep working at that, making that stronger. Um, and the, the new players that come in get accustomed to that really quickly. But we want to keep going for the jugular and keep winning games.
0: Looking back, I suppose the only possible sort of negative vibe from the whole season was going out to the trophy so early.
3: Like I said, at the time, you can't... You're still in the FA Cup. What do you do? You know, you. know, We'd played four or five games already in the FA Cup. We'd beaten two National League teams that are touted to be two of the better football teams in the league. Um, we got a, probably one of the top three toughest draws you could get. We went there and played brilliantly well. Um, I played some players... In the Torquay game, in the trophy, that people have been screaming out for me to play.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: So, let's have it right. What do you want? Well, you
0: can't
3: go No, so, you know, I played certain players in that game when we got beat 3-1. Not yeah. wholly because we played certain players. But Michael Smith had to rest. Morgan Williams had to rest. Um, Frank had to rest. They played so many games in a short period of time. The decision was, we played we play them again and we risk losing them for six weeks or we still should have got something out of the game. Um, Was it a gamble? I don't know where but you know, we're still clear at the top of the league so I'm, I'm really comfortable with it. Yeah. Well, best of luck Saturday.
0: Um, hope you'll win and bring our three more points back.
3: Thank you.